0: Welcome to the station of decapitation without your head. I'm Nasty Neil.
1: I'm Treacherous Trista.
0: And we're joined by Steve Gonzalez, and Dave hey. Tango of Ghost Nation on the Travel Channel. It's very cool to have you guys here.
2: Thanks. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Thank you. It's going be a lot of fun. Anybody in the, the horror world is a, is a friend of mine.
0: Very good. <laughs> yes. And you're a friend of ours. Hey. <laughs> thank you. So we're in Tober. You got a, a couple episodes. You have the uh, season two premiere coming up, October seventeenth.
2: Yep, that uh, starts uh, on the seventeenth. That's in New Jersey, uh, at uh, a tattoo parlor. And Interesting. Uh, yeah, one thing they didn't quite realize is is they took two different buildings. One had to be transported across a highway, even which seems wide, you know. <laughs> Uh, and they were independently haunted, which they didn 't quite realize and you put those two buildings together and you end up with a, a bit of a super haunting you know and and, and that 's what they were, were dealing with um, and it was was pretty cool
0: uh, that idea where it 's like two separate um, places that are both you know considered haunted would those spirits ever interact in in a, in a negative way?
2: It's a good question if there's an intelligence there uh, I, I would imagine you know that they could interact and if uh, they were you know didn't maybe get along when they were alive perhaps they they still wouldn't but if it's more residual type of haunting you know within the structure within the land within items at the location uh, most likely they would stick to their own and, and wouldn't even know the other was was part of it because it's in the environment it's more scientific. It's, it's more, you know, just history replaying itself. There's no conscious or thought there. It's just happening. Uh, so I think it would depend on what type of haunting was there. I, I will say in this case, we considered it a layered haunting, which had multiple kinds and types of hauntings within one structure. So that might be something uh, that's happening there.
0: Uh, interest You said intelligence. How would you define a haunting, and what are like uh, what are the different kinds? I guess
2: there are a few different kinds. You know, and this is just a, a school of thought that most investigators subscribe to. Not not all, but the majority of the ones that you see on the TV shows and, and putting out books and investigating uh, with with a platform do subscribe to. Uh, you know a residual type of haunting would be just like that residual energy it's in the environment it's in you know rock deposits it's in the atmosphere Uh, and it's not aware of time and space it's that one that happens over and over again no matter what disappears into a wall because you know 40 years ago there was a door there that sort of thing Uh, where intelligence once it actually interacts with A physical person or a physical structure in the environment, whether that be physically or verbally, we tend to bump that up to an intelligent type of haunting. And those are the kinds that what we say and do in the physical world here can influence them. Residual type of haunting, nothing that you say or do in the physical world can influence them. It's just being in the right place at the right time.
3: It's like a record playing over and over and over again.
0: I uh, trust you have a
1: question? Do you guys have a favorite location that you've investigated?
2: Favorite location?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Hmm. Yeah, mm. I, I think so. Uh, I always love, you know, exploring the large and abandoned, uh, like, places, like, like in, uh, insane asylums and uh, churches and... You know, large structures that are kind of abandoned and a bit decrepit and and you're able to explore and really visualize what history was like in a certain point of time. And and we're lucky that, you know, this season we've been able to hit a few of those places. We did hit an asylum. We hit an an abandoned prison, a glass factory, all of these cool places, Uh, but also staying true to our format and roots where we're doing private residences, helping people, Um, But since the pandemic, it's not as easy. Uh, Not everybody wants, you know, a a film crew going into their house and rightfully so they they shouldn't. We don't want to be a a part of a a problem when it comes to that regard. We want to be part of the solution, getting the country past that. So uh, we've been able to spread our wings a bit in terms of where we investigate. And it's been been awesome. We're still doing private residences when we're able to. uh, And you'll see mostly private residences on the upcoming episodes. Uh, but we have been able to spread our wings a bit and go to places uh, that we just have fun exploring and, and looking for activity.
3: We did a hotel for this season, uh, season two, of Ghost Nation, uh, it was in Pennsylvania hotel, uh I say if I'm saying it correctly, um, we had a guest investigator with us that uh, Steve and I both love very much. And to have him with us uh, just made it that, that, you know, that much better. Um, but this hotel, Uh, had some interesting history and uh, it was just a huge place and it just looked like, you know, like the overlooked hotel, you know, basically. It was just such a great, creepy feeling in this place. And a lot of it would be happening. So for me, the season, uh, that's one of my favorite favorite spots that you'll see coming up.
0: Uh, How how do you choose spots? Do you seek them out or do people come to you? Because it seemed like the tattoo shop, you know, contacted you guys.
2: With this show, Ghost Nation, usually it's local teams, uh, because with this show, we're really uh, called in when, say, a local team has a case, and they just don't know where to go to get answers, and it happens all the time all over the country, and uh, cases end up taking years because the investigators don't quite know what to do next, and it's at no fault of their own. It's just, you know, sometimes it takes a group of people to come together to figure things out, so... Uh, We get called in by, by local teams who say, we we don't know where to turn. Uh, Will you guys come and and give us a hand? And we go in and uh, we we do, we we help them out. We help the local teams and uh, the clients. Uh, But that being said, there are places that still, you know, we want to investigate and and we do, you know, get people in touch. Uh, But for the most part, Uh, It's local teams calling us and saying, I have a really extreme case, I have a family or a person in crisis, and I don't know what to do to get them the help that they need, whether it's a ghost or not, how do I help them? We come in and, and, you know, we don't take over the case, but we work with the local team, they investigate with us, we investigate with them uh, to get to the bottom of what's happening and, and really help uh, the team and that continues to be how we get the majority of our cases and in this case it was a gentleman named Frank and his team who said uh, we just don't know where to turn will you guys and it's not that they were inferior investigators it's just you know not all of the teams and investigators have the reach that that we do you know we can call physicists we can call uh, other investigators we can get experts, you know, electrical engineers, all of these people to really put eyes, you know, we can call historical societies, state representatives and get our hands on archives and and death certificates and deeds and all of these things that, you know, a a local paranormal team might not be able to get access to. So uh, it's, you know, one of the nice things about doing this on television is that people really will open up, you know, we have historical societies just give us the keys. Sure, do whatever you want. Uh, and we know that uh, some of that is because we have a television platform. So we use that to our advantage to help the local teams across the, the country.
3: I personally am very uh, impressed by a lot of these local investigators that we, that we work with. Uh, and it's a learning experience for everybody, not just not just them, but us as well. I mean, some of these local investigators, we've learned some stuff from them. It's like, wow, that, that was very impressive. You, know, you really have a great team. But like Steve said, sometimes they just don't have that reach. They don't, you know, they need help uh, from us, and then
0: we, we, we join them and we help. Um, you know, since you talk about you know working with the local teams, and then um, on the uh, on the other show you guys uh, did uh, for the for uh, Halloween, you know, you work with another show. Uh, are par- are the paranormal investigators are they ever um, com- uh, competitive at all, or does it seem like everyone works together? <laughs>
2: There is a lot of drama in in the field and there always has been before television and, and, um, you know, uh, it it has always been there. But you know what, Uh, when you, most of the teams you see in the television world, uh, we're all friends. We all work together. There is no uh, competition. If anything, it's the exact opposite. We can't wait to work together. (laughs) You know, that's the, literally the vibe. Um, and let's face it, you know, we're, we're sort of newcomers to the travel channel and the shows that they had there. Um, and it was still open arms. You know, we can't wait to work with you guys. Welcome. Uh, and that means a lot. You know, that that's unity within the field. Uh, we know everybody on every other paranormal show. We laugh with them. We hang out, we get together, we have mm-hmm. fun. We're all friends. And that's not just, you know, words that is, is true we are all friends and, and legitimately enjoy each other's company and uh we hug and, and cry when we leave each other and we hug and cry when we get to see each other so it's pretty cool
0: how did you two get uh, get involved together mm. ah. Well,
3: Steve found me in a cardboard box in the streets of New Jersey. Um, (laughs) There's something
2: moving around in that box.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Um, I was a guest investigator uh, on a a really old episode a long time ago uh, with with the guys. And uh, I had no idea that uh, they were actually kind of, they were looking for a new member. And uh, again, I had no clue they were even looking for somebody And they let me my one friend be guests on this one episode. And uh, I was just like, all right, well, this is a great experience. I'm just going to have fun with it. You know, I'll I'll never see these guys again. Just do what I do and have a good time. And uh, I guess, I don't know what I did, but they they enjoyed my company, I guess. Um, And uh, they saw potential in me. And and, uh, I don't know what happened, but here I am now. You know, it was pretty pretty awesome. Mm -hmm.
2: Uh, On the other side of that, on our side, you know, we did have – because we were into season two, you know, of our, of our last show by this point, And Dave came uh, on board as a local investigator and, and we were looking for somebody, but in the paranormal world, you, you can't just, you know, at least in, in our team, you, you can't just put a help wanted ad out. You can't just, you know, this just not how it works. You need to find somebody that you get along with, that you trust, that you uh, know will, you know, because you spend so much time together. It's just quite valuable. And, and with Dave, we said, whoa, you know, he he might just be 19, which, you know, is is a, a bit on the younger side for somebody to really be on the forefront of the paranormal field and, and really, you know, showing other people how to do it on a television platform. But we said, this dude is so sharp, and he thinks of things a, a bit differently and, and outside of the box and and probably getting along with him. You know, maybe he wants to come along with us. On, and it was a bit of a trial, you know, at first, mm-hmm. like – come on a case with us and let's see how we work together. And uh, he was very open and, and gracious in terms of, you know, wanting to learn from us. You know, I, I'm 10 years older than Dave, so uh, he, he, you know, wanted to soak in knowledge that I had accumulated over time. And he wasn't like, I already know everything, that sort of thing. And and yeah, we just got along great. So he joined the team. And after a case or two, uh, I remember we, we said, okay, if you're if you're into it, let, let's get this going full time. Uh, and he did, and the rest is history. We became the best of friends, and uh, uh, here it is. You know, we're, we're still here. And you know, I don't think any one of us ever sees ourselves doing paranormal television without each other. It, you know, mm. it's just it's us or nothing. <laughs> you know? That's it. So. Yeah. Uh, we, we've become all quite close. That's thanks good. for the
3: kind words. I'll give you know, the 50 bucks
2: <laughs> later. Oh, thanks, man. I'll collect that 50 bucks yeah,
0: <laughs> I actually do owe you money.
2: Yeah. <laughs> thanks. I'll yeah. take, get to the yeah. bottom of this.
0: Yeah. Uh, Tristie, you have another question?
1: There's a lot of talk about shadow people and shadow figures, and I'm wondering if that is different from ghosts, and if so, if you could explain
2: a great question you know a lot of researchers do believe that shadow type of phenomena is its own type of phenomena you know they don't really consider it a ghost or something in the paranormal world uh well it would be paranormal so it's unexplained but not of the conventional you know we think of uh there are a lot of researchers who believe that they're interdimensional uh, which i can believe in that quite a bit as physics really digs deep into it they're, they're seeing that other dimensions do quite exist uh, what's in them, nobody quite knows, most likely just rays of light, different sound waves, things like that. But uh, the potential for interdimensional beings is definitely there. Uh, is it something paranormal? You know, my brain and most of the thought in terms of uh, the paranormal world seems to think that it is a type of haunting it could be an apparition or a ghost just before its full manifestation uh, or just after its full manifestation um but on the other side it could be its own type of phenomena i will say this that it needs to be free-floating and made of its own material you know it, it won't be a shadow cast on a wall it won't be a shadow on a person that is just a shadow Right. In order to create a shadow, you have to have enough mass to block the light to create a shadow. And enough if enough energy accumulated to create a mass to block a shadow, you would, in the laws of science, see it with your eyes. So uh, in the laws of science, it's impossible to have a shadow on a wall without a source for that shadow. Uh, so you can dismiss that. If it's on a wall, it's just on a wall. It needs to be free-floating, made of its own in- material, and in the environment. Uh, and we have seen that and on the other side of that you have to think intent right what would be the intention of putting my shadow on the wall i'll just be here i'll just my shit there's no intent there it's not going to solve anything it's not going to do anything you have to think intention Uh, why would it do that there's no reason for it if it could put its shadow on a wall it can be there in a shadow in the environment it can do things like that so just keep in mind with all of the type of paranormal phenomena that you may encounter if it disobeys the laws of science, there's a good chance you're misinterpreting what you're seeing or hearing, or that somehow it's in your head, whether it be a telephonic or audiophonic type of sound. Uh, Those are the things that, you know, we keep in mind when it comes to the shadow phenomena. Could it be its own type of uh, haunting? Yes. Uh, Could it be an inhuman type of haunting? Some people think they're, they're just negative, but you know, we've come across hauntings with shadow type of phenomena on Ghost Nation, where there isn't no a malevolence, there is no nothing happening that's negative. It's just another type of unexplained phenomena.
0: See so what season two premiere, Evil Inc, on October seventeenth, and then you have in Hell the two hour reunion in Hell, two hour special on Halloween. Very cool. Uh, where can you follow um, Ghost Nation to see what you guys are up to?
2: You can get to any one of our our social media pages. Uh, I'm at Steve Gonzalez Official, and uh, we post everything up to date when we get the information. But, of course, Travel Channel. You know, they have uh, TravelChannel.com. They have their, their app, Travel Channel Go. Uh, They have, of course, all their social medias, Travel Channel. They're on Instagram. They're on Twitter. And they do a great job of keeping all the the fans and enthusiasts up to date with with information. So they can find us anywhere there. And, of course, travelchannel.com backslash ghost nation, all that stuff.
0: Cool. Well, thank you both for being on.
2: Thank you. Thanks for having us. Yeah, this was a lot of fun.
0: Thank
2: you. You got it.
0: Stay safe. You You too. too. Thanks. Bye. From
3: ancient terrors to the search for modern day conspiracies, The Tomb of Nick Cage is the new sound in horror rock. Uncover the mystery of old world horror for the new world order on iTunes, Amazon and more. Ripley, we
1: should have listened. Sit here on a lie. Now
3: we're The Tomb of Nick Cage.
1: Roughly they're coming night! Roughly they're coming night! Roughly, they're coming night! Roughly!
3: Find out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. The Tomb of Nick Cage. They're
2: coming night!
1: Hi everybody, I'm Bill Whedon. Uh, that's right, Bill Whedon uh, from Sergeant Kabuki Man NYPD. I'm here wearing my Without Your Head t-shirt, drinking from my Without Your Head cup. You may not know that I'm going to be in a movie that's coming out fairly soon, produced by the head honcho of Without Your Head, Mr. Neil Jones. Anyway, I'm here not to promote movies, but to get you to go out and vote. Now, you may not know it, but when I made Sergeant Kabuki Man NYPD back almost 30 years ago, even then... That character, that hateful, villainous character, was based on Donald Trump. Now, not to say I'm not here to, you know, tell you who to vote for, but uh, that villainous, horrible character was based on Donald Trump, just incidentally. But my main purpose here is to get you to vote, no matter who you vote for. No matter who you vote for, go out and vote. Uh, I'm not voting for Donald Trump, but you can vote for whoever you want to, just... Get out and vote. This is the most important. This is the most important election of our lifetime, and the reason is we want to get Trump out of there. But go out and vote for whoever you vote for. This is Bill Whedon saying, "Vote."